Hi there, and welcome to Mining the Comments, in which we will take a look at a very common question uh, uh, asked today by Danielle, and I hope you will find a lot of value here. Danielle and anyone else, of course, who's had uh, the same question. So yeah, without further ado, let us jump into the comment section and look at uh, what Danielle shared here. It is a comment to the timeless sleep window which I believe is actually a really nice and helpful episode if you haven't already watched it. It is part of the This Is Nato playlist, and you'll find the description to that playlist in, um, or you find a link to that playlist in, in, in the description of in any new video. So yeah, Danielle wrote 16 hours ago, I'm hearing that I can be in my bed to read, watch TV, etc., and I don't have to get out of my bed after 20 minutes if I haven't fallen asleep. These practices feel stressful to me but it seems every other sleep coach says to do this exclamation mark exclamation mark and um you know what kind of made me excited about this question is of course that it's a common one that i think you know the answer to this can help danielle and many others in the community uh, but also you know the fact that everyone else says something differently is something i actually sort of like it kind of makes me excited a little bit i have to be honest with you because it, it shows how like what we teach is it is counterintuitive and it is a little bit special, but, but you know, um, I guess it just makes me feel we have something special there, here. That's kind of one reason I get excited about this comment. So anyways, let us answer it in a, in a way that I hope uh, makes sense. And I hope that you'll think like our special way is helpful and not like special and like, oh, that doesn't make any sense. Anyways, enough about that. Let, let's, let's take a look at what, first, before we, before we, answer like you know we, we share why we teach the way we teach it can really help to understand why others teach in a different way and and what this comes down to is the concept of conditioned arousal that you know a so let's say a neutral event uh, can can um create arousal in us like automatically or well, not a neutral event any, any event an event can start to to uh, create arousal within us, it's, it's kind of like Pavlovian that you know the dogs, right? They they started to salivate just by hearing the bell, and because they had condition, like they were conditioned to to associate the ringing of the bell with food, and now only the bell created them to salivate. This is kind of like the the rationale behind conditioned arousal. And the idea is basically this: the idea is that insomnia happens because over time. Our bed and being in our bed is no longer associated with sleep, but it's associated with being awake. And, you know, the idea is that as soon as we go to bed, this creates this kind of conditioned arousal response. We're hyper aroused and then we don't sleep. And the idea then becomes like, so we need to break this association by leaving the bed when we're awake and only returning there to sleep so that we reestablish the association with like being in bed with sleep so that we go to bed. The, the brain goes like, oh, time to sleep. But as you, you know, there are several reasons why this reasoning is tricky, especially when there's that time component added that Danielle talked about, the 20-minute component. So I, I've just put down four reasons why I think this is quite tricky. And this explains kind of the pressure that Danielle is feeling. Number one is the pressure to keep track of time. You know, if someone tells us you should leave the bed if you haven't fallen asleep in 20 minutes, we automatically feel a need to keep track. Oh, it's been one minute. Oh, I hope I fall asleep. It's been five minutes. Oh, no. Seven. I don't want to leave the bed. I hope I don't get to 20 minutes. Oh, there we go again, 20 minutes. You know, you see that that pressure, that monitoring, the tracking there is tricky. 
And then there's also like the pressure to get out of bed, you know, which oftentimes when we're, especially when we've had a struggle with sleep, we can often be like really exhausted, tired. We don't want to get out of bed, but we feel pressure. Like I have to get out of bed. You know, that's unpleasant. Then it's also the pressure to know when to go back to bed because people often tell you like, so, and then you just go back to bed when you feel sleepy, but am I sleeping? That leads to kind of, am I sleepy enough? Like I'm feeling a little bit sleepy, but Am I enough sleepy? And then kind of monitoring our own sleepiness often makes it go away because we're like, that creates hyper arousal in the self, right? And then it leads to idealism. Like, I think I have to find the exact amount of sleepiness that is right for me to go back to bed. A lot of pressure there. And then there's the, when we go back to bed again, there's the pressure to sleep. You know, we're like, oh, now I have to sleep. So I don't reinforce this association. And so, you know, these are the reasons why I think the condition arousal is very tricky. But then you may say, but what if it's true? What if that? You know, that conditioned arousal idea, it is a true idea. And no matter how tricky it is and stressful it is, this is the way we have to break the association. Well, I have something I think I think you, you'll find really helpful here. I don't think this association is um, important at all. It's not at all what matters or what creates insomnia. So the confusion is, again, that in the association with the, between the bed and being awake creates insomnia, but it isn't. And if we think about it, if we just associate our bed with being awake there's no there's there's nothing nothing emotional about that it, it's completely neutral okay the bed is associated with wakefulness that doesn't make us scared or frazzled or hyper aroused if being awake itself is neutral if, if we're not scared of being awake then the fact that we associate the bed with being awake it, it wouldn't matter we, we be, maybe we'd associate like uh, i'm in my bed and i normally associate it with being a bed but you know that's fine then there's nothing that keeps us from falling asleep, right? Because there's no emotional component there. And so what actually is driving insomnia is another association. And the, that association is the association between wakefulness and danger. The association, the association between wakefulness and danger, that is what leads to insomnia. Because when our brain thinks that being awake is a threat, something needs to escape, then we'll be in a struggle. Because then, you know, when we go to bed and we're like, oh, I'm awake, I can't be awake, what's going to happen? Then we become more hyper we become more awake, then we become more afraid of being awake. And now we have now we have the struggle that we call insomnia. It's like the bed, the sheets, the linens, you know, that is unimportant, has really nothing to do with it, right? So now that when, when you see this, when we see that, okay, it's not the bed-wake association that matters, it's the wake-danger association. This is the association that matters. Then we can see that, you know, it's not like we want to break this association because, you know, as I've heard Martin Luther King said this, I'm not sure it's true, but I heard, I've heard, I've heard him quoted as if we want peace, our means must be peaceful. And I think it's the same thing with like, you know, internal peace that we can't go in like, oh, I have to break the association between danger and, uh, and wakefulness. I have to forcefully break that association. Then we go in with this kind of mentality of struggle and fighting, which, in itself leads to kind of, you know, hyperarousal and wakefulness, et cetera. So it's more of, uh, you know, when we see the that the association between wakefulness and danger is what's driving our insomnia, it's more like an invitation to teach the brain, an invitation to show the brain that this is not the case, that this is a, a misunderstanding. And so uh, so when, when we know the above, what we talked about, we, we can see that we can show our brain that being awake is safe wherever we are at night. And how can we do that? How can we show our, our brain that being awake is safe? Well, when we are awake at night, which is the situation that the, the brain has been scared about, we can do something we feel like, like 
just resting, you know, or watching some TV, reading a book, doing something nice, and basically turning wakefulness into something that, you know, shows the brain that th this is nothing to be scared of. It's okay to be awake. And then when we're no longer scared of being awake, insomnia fades away. So yes, we can rest. We can watch TV. Uh, it, it, it's just about anything that isn't trying to force sleep when we are awake at night is what we call befriending wakefulness. And this really leads where we want to be a place of peaceful sleep and peace of mind. Now, Danielle, let us know, did this make sense? And, and, and do you see now the reason why we teach this differently than all the other sleep coaches in the world? Let us know. It would be really nice to hear your comments on this. But uh, with that said, we'll conclude uh, for now. It's been a, a really nice week here. Hope you have a wonderful weekend. If you are finding your way to where you want to be, that place of peaceful sleep and peace of mind, that is wonderful. Do share it with us in the comment section. If things are tricky, uh, if you're not really seeing how things are fitting in, uh, if you're feeling alone, isolated, if, if, if you're not really finding your way to where you want to be, then do head over to our website, thesleepcoachschool.com. Check out our coaching options. If you'd like to join any of our programs, we look forward to seeing you on the other side. That's it again. Hope you have a wonderful weekend and look forward to having you back real soon. Bye for now.